Welcome to Rights Here, Rights Now, the podcast about disability, advocacy, and activism. I'm your advocate host, Virginia Ferris. And I'm your advocate host, Ren Fazuski. Every two weeks, we dig into relevant issues, current events, and avenues for self-advocacy. Because someone has to. And it might as well be us. This podcast is produced by the Disability Law Center of Virginia the Commonwealth's Protection and Advocacy Agency for Disability Rights. Find out more at dlcv.org. So today we're going to be talking to um, our PME Council Chair, uh, Tina Stelling, and she's going to tell us all about what the PME Council is. What's this PME business anyway, Virginia? That, that is a very good point. So um, PAMI stands for Protection Advocacy for Individuals with Mental Illness. It is um, a federal act that comes with the grant that is one of the main funding sources for DLCV. And as part of that program, as part of PAMI, uh, all of the protection and advocacy agencies have to have a PAMI council. So there are... Um, people with lived experience uh, that are providing recommendations, providing um, advisement to DLCV on what we should be doing. Yeah, it's a super cool kind of feature that we are able to have, you know, folks in the community that are actually living with mental illness or affected by mental illness, giving their perspective and we'll dive even more into that. But before we do that, let's check out disability in the news. We know that unfortunately people with disabilities are facing varying amounts of discrimination during the pandemic. The Justice Department recently put out a statement that those with disabilities need to be on guard during this time. If you believe you've been discriminated against, you should file a complaint with the Justice Department or contact the Civil Rights Division directly. Complaints regarding employment can be directed to the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission. Local FBI field offices should be contacted about any violent acts or threats. We sincerely hope that you do not face any discrimination now or ever, but we wanted you to know how to file a report about any amount of discrimination you have faced. As always, you are welcome to call us if you feel you have been discriminated against. All right, we are here with our guest, Miss Tina Stelling. Thank you so much for joining us today. You're so welcome. Thank you for having me. Tell us, what is this PAMI Council anyway? Okay, so PAMI stands for Protection and Advocacy for Individuals with Mental Illness. And what it is, is it's an advisory council to the Disability Law Center of Virginia. Okay, that's fancy. <laughs> so so what does the council do and how does that sort of fit in to the work of DLCV? Um, of course. So the PAMI council advises the DLCV on any of its annual goals and objectives that would fall under the council's mission statement. So that is to say any of the goals and objectives that are um, centered around ensuring that consumers of mental health services are free from abuse, neglect, and really any other related rights violations. And this is in institutional and community settings across the state of Virginia. And how it fits into the DLCV. Um, 
Well, I would say that the council fulfills an essential role, really, in ensuring that the DLCB stays on track and continues striving to ensure what is really the most vulnerable among us are not further disenfranchised in what all of us, I think, know to be a, a deeply flawed system. So you mentioned that, you know, this is this is really about um, consumers, people who are affected by mental health conditions, really talking about the issues that are important to them. Um, and I know you, you mentioned abuse and neglect. Is there any sort of like particular things in the past that you that you guys have been involved in or wanted to or an issue that was really dear to your heart or anything like that? Well, I think that, um, you know, you have a bunch of different objectives, right? So, for example, we have one goal that is the disabled are free from abuse and neglect in institutional settings. And we divide these goals up amongst our members and then we go over them annually, right? in depth. And so we definitely have people who are, are maybe more passionate about and focused on jails, right? And some people who may be more interested in focusing on um, state psychiatric facilities. Um, as far as specific issues that have come up that are near and dear to my heart, I feel like anything related to the information that we're getting in the litigation report from the executive director at our meetings is uh, really powerful because you're seeing these the benefits of the system of checks and balances between the PAMI Council and the Disability Law Center. It's actually having real-time benefits on actual people who aren't just numbers in a report, if that makes any sense, and uh, a really awesome thing to be a part of. No, that's that's excellent. Yeah, I think that it's important um, as advocates, you know, obviously we we know these issues, um, but not always as an individual experiencing uh, that situation. So it's really good to have that viewpoint. I work at DLCV and I identify as somebody with lived experience, but even for me, it's so helpful to have the PAMI Council and people who don't necessarily like work at DLCV and get this, get, get these blinders on for, you know, th this is, these are the preconceived notions of how we think the system works and having people come in and be able to say, you know, that may be your perception, but we have a different experience and let's tell you what that is. Absolutely. How often do you all meet and what do those meetings entail? So we do meet quarterly. The, the crux of this is that we require a detailed review of any of those goals and objectives that I was talking to you about. And the DLCV does provide us with a detailed update on all of these, the, their progress, and then the executive director will brief us on any relevant litigation efforts that the DLCV is working on at that time. So, um you guys are a council. Councils are made up of members and councils very rarely have full membership, everybody that they need, especially right now. I think that it's, um, you know, super hard for some people to get a quorum. Um, are we recruiting for the PAMI council right now? And if so, um, like what kinds of members are needed? Yeah. Um, so 
we are definitely actively recruiting right now. So the council is required at any given time to have between 12 and 15 members. And we do have a number of requirements that we are required to meet. So most specifically right now, we're looking for an attorney. We're also looking for a parent of a child who's a consumer of mental health services. Um, I am, one of the things that I really appreciate about the council is that we are continuously uh, conscientious of our consumer ratio. So what that means is that the majority of the members are required to have been previous consumers or current consumers of mental health services. Sorry, we also um, try to have a voice represented from every region. So right now we are encouraging people from Southwest, Northwest Virginia, and the Tidewater region to apply. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. Um, again, in, in, in these sort of advocacy groups, and we're not the only ones, um, when you have you know these groups where we ask people from the community, I think it's really easy to, yeah, like, like you said, kind of not meet those consumer ratios um, where you have councils that are supposed to inform regarding these issues that affect them. And they tend to all be parents or relatives of somebody that's affected by mental illness or whatever the disability is and not actually a person who, who has that disability. Um, and the region thing is really important. I know a lot of us are based in Central Virginia, and it tends to be really heavy <laughs> Central Virginia participation. So looking outside of that is really important. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think that sometimes people are a little discouraged by the different uh, the um, the distance, but something that's probably worth pointing out to any prospective members that may be listening is that the DLCB does reimburse for gas and other related travel expenses because the meetings do generally occur in Richmond. Who doesn't love a good gas reimbursement? Absolutely. How do you feel like your life has been enriched by the work? What, like, what do you, what do you get out of being on the council? So there's really two answers to that, right? One is the, the big picture answer that is separate outside of myself. And then the other one is the, the me Tina and how it's had an impact on my overall self, right? So as far as big picture, like I was saying about the, the, the litigation report briefing, um, I think it's really awesome to see in real time people who are having their lives beneficially impacted by the system. And I just, I'm so proud to be, to be a part of that. But as an individual, um, if I can make it about me for just a second, because I think it's important to know um, just how much of an impact this can have on people's lives, right? I have not been doing this work for very long. I came on the scene about five years ago for mental health advocacy. And I had my, I am disabled as a consequence of a serious mental illness. And this disease came into my life like, a wrecking ball and I lost pretty much everything virtually overnight and I had to find a new sense of purpose in life I lost two careers and I was very lost and I was still living in what I call the proverbial mental health closet I was very ashamed of my diagnosis and now I'm I'm very out and it's not something that defines me but it is a tool that I'm able to use it's a it's a well of empathy from which I can pull doing the work that I'm doing in positions like the PAMI Council. And I, it's just, I, 
I can't express enough how fulfilling that is. Well, thank you so much for telling your story. I think that's really important to hear from people themselves rather than just hearing people talk about other people's stories and hearing it from the people experiencing it. So thank you so much for sharing that. You're welcome. If somebody were interested in getting involved, how do they apply to be part of the PAMI Council? So they can visit the DLCB's website and they have a tab that says about us and then the PAMI Council is an option under that. And the application can be found there. Uh, if they have any issues with that or any further questions, they can reach out to the DLCB and ask to speak with Nicole DeRose. And she's very happy to mail out an application if they so require it. All right. Well, thank you, Tina, so much for taking the time to talk with us about the PAMI Council and how you guys are basically the backbone of DLCB. We appreciate you so much. Thank you. And now for a DLCB highlight. Based upon DLCB investigation, a large developmental disabilities day program provider completed extensive staff retraining on several issues. First staff were trained to always assume that any fall can result in a serious injury. Second staff were retrained to immediately obtain and preserve evidence, including obtaining the contact information for witnesses outside of the program. Third, staff were trained to preserve evidence following incidents. Fourth, staff were retrained to always follow behavioral support programs. And fifth, staff were trained to assure that they follow individual dietary restrictions. Such retraining will assure a safe environment. Well, once again, we want to thank Tina for joining us today. It was absolutely delightful to have her here on the show. Absolutely. And um, it, remember, if any of you out there have any interest in finding out more about the PAMI Council or possibly joining the PAMI Council, check out our website at dlcv.org. And thank you all for listening to this episode of Rights Here, Rights Now, brought to you by the Disability Law Center of Virginia. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, basically wherever you get your podcasts. Don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review. If you need assistance or want more information about DLCV and what we do, visit us online at dlcv.org. You can also follow us on Twitter at DisabilityLawVA and share us with your friends. Until next time, I'm Virginia Ferris. And I'm Ren Fazuski. And this has been Rights Here, Rights Now. <laughs>